Welcome back to our Stepping Out and Courage podcast. In this episode, Belle Yolson was fortunate enough to speak with Dr. Trudy Lynn, who steps out in courage every day. So tune in to hear her advice and wisdom so you can step out in courage too. Dr. Trudy Lynn, thank you so much for joining me. This is uh, only the second time now that we've had an interaction and met. And um, I must say, very grateful for you giving us some of your time. I was just thinking to myself while having that conversation before we started recording, you are just so incredibly wise for your age and you have just this wealth of knowledge, so many dreams and so many aspirations that you want to get off the ground. And I think what I appreciate you most is you're so clear on your vision and your purpose and like the reasons why you're doing it. So I'm going to hand over to you to introduce yourself so other people listening can get a little bit more of insight to you. But firstly, just thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself, your name, where you're from, where you live now, and um, your passions and professional life, a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Bill. That's a really kind introduction. Uh, so I'm Trudy Lynn, and I'm a dentist. So I specialize in looking after people with um, special needs. That includes people with a wide range of disabilities and also people with complex medical conditions like cancer. And then the other aspect is people that may be experiencing um, domestic violence or homelessness. So this population is very at risk of dental issues as well as other um, issues related to their general health and then all these barriers that they face in being able to get access to employment and education in society. So um, the reason why I'm in oral health care is because I'm a strong believer in inclusion. And from my experience watching my father um, have poor oral health I saw how inclusion and oral health are intricately linked. And so that's my reason why for pursuing um, creating a more inclusive society through oral health care. Yeah, wow. It's, um, as you said, it's such an important one. And we probably don't think about the fact that oral health has so much of a connection to our confidence, to our well-being, to how we operate each and every day. Yes, absolutely. So we think about it like the mouth is connected to the rest of the body. In fact, it's the gateway to our body. And so it's a way that we are able to eat, to speak, to smile. And so I like to say that the mouth is the gateway to your body um, and your overall health. And then your smile is like your connection to society and being included in society. Because one of the first things that people notice when you're looking at someone is probably your smile um, if they're not wearing a mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so because my dad had this condition that affect the way his teeth looked, he, um, he had a smile where his uh, teeth were stained quite black and that led to him having quite a lot of um, low confidence to then go out there and go for job interviews, put himself out there and make new friends. And so I saw that impact that it had on him. And that's what really led me to have this, uh, be on this mission to become a dentist and then help to um, help people live to their full potential through oral health. Mm, well, you're doing such a great job of it as well. And you know, we were lucky enough to meet recently, as I said, face-to-face -face on our stage at Altitude Day. And 
as uh, you were just awarded the Young Australian of the Year for South Australia for 2022. So huge congratulations to you. You're on your own business. You have all these um, side hustles that you're working on and <laughs> so many things as we were just chatting about. So we often say that time is one of the most valuable resources that we have. And not only have you chosen to spend a bit of time with me today, you also chose to stand with us on the stage at Altitude Day. Just curious to know why you said yes to spend that time with us. Well, I would say that I I think that speaking to because the the audience was um, year nines who had kind of put their hands up and wanting to step up into leadership, and I really strongly believe that leadership is something. It's not a role or position or a title. It's something that every person can be, every person can be a leader because leadership is about one person influencing another. And so all of us have this potential to become leaders and step out. Um, And that kind of links to our theme today about stepping out in courage. And so I see it being really important to invest in inspiring and empowering the people of our next generation, the young people that I spoke to um, on Altitude Day because of the fact that they are going to be leading the future and our future leaders. And so I think that that is a very valuable use of my time. Um, And I could see and hear the impact they had made through the questions that were asked and the conversations that I had with the, um, the students that came up to talk to me afterwards. It was a very special space that we created together in Adelaide Mm. on that day. So, yeah, thank you again for being there. And obviously we do what we do because we believe so much in the next generation of leaders. And um, thank you for being one of them yourself as well. But stepping out in courage, as you said. So let's get into stepping out in courage with Dr. Trudy Lynn. What is your definition of courage and what does courage look like to you? My definition of courage... um, I would say is any action that leads you to stepping outside your comfort zone. Um, And whenever you are outside your comfort zone, you are in a more vulnerable position because there's always some risk that comes with being in that uncertain place. So courage is about intentionally making the decision to then lean into feeling uncomfortable feelings that come with being vulnerable and uncertain like fear and then taking action through that. And I think that the the result that comes from being courageous is that you evolve as a person and you grow as a person. And then that brings you closer to then being someone that is reaching your full potential. That's something that I really feel um, very strongly about is about enabling every person to be able to reach their full potential. And courage is one of the ways we can get there. We share that in common. It's, um, you know, my driver and why I do what I do. And yeah, that full potential you know, we have we all all have potential but how do we step more into it and 100 it's about stepping out encouraging continuing to be in those spaces that make you feel uncomfortable and would you agree with me that I, I feel like the more you do it the easier it becomes as well yes absolutely I think you're you gain more self-efficacy and you gain this trust in yourself that then makes you um because you've got this track record of knowing that you've done it before and that Well, sometimes our brain can make us feel like if we do something that's unknown and creates all this fear that we may feel like we actually could die. Like sometimes it feels that dramatic. And then when you actually step out and do it, you show your brain that, oh, actually, 
you felt this way before and nothing really bad happened. In fact, something good happened and I actually grew as a person. I learned a lot of things. And then that creates that track record and that confidence to then continue to do it over and over again. And it becomes easier every time. Mm, it so does. And when we talk about action, I love the fact that, you know, action came into your definition of courage. What are your three steps that you take or how do you prepare before you take that step of action to step out in courage? Yeah, I really like this question because you do need to kind of prepare yourself. And um, when I think of what steps I take to prepare, it's actually really all um, like mental preparation in a way. So it's not like, I guess, actions that people could see from the outside, but more things that I do internally to kind of put myself in the right mindset and like the right frame of mind to then approach it so my first step would be and this is what you mentioned at the beginning was my first step is to know my why and to really have lots of clarity around my reason behind the decision I'm about to make and the actions that I want to take Um, making sure that my why really resonates with me that I really like my reasons for making this decision and then Once I've decided to then make this decision to step out of my comfort zone, um, the human brain is kind of designed to keep you safe and avoid uncertainty. So I know it's going to start freaking out and trying to convince me, go get back into your comfort zone. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the steps is me actually learning to expect that that doubt and that fear is going Mm -hmm. to come up because that's my brain doing its job. You know, it's, its job is to try and keep me safe and inside my comfort zone. So my next step is to then consciously accept and embrace those feelings of fear and uncertainty that come up and actually tell myself that, Hey, this is a signpost that I'm outside my comfort zone. And therefore I'm going to evolve as a person. And at the end of it, and that's a great thing. Because I don't want to wake up in 10 years' time and be the same person I was 10 years ago. I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to become a better version of myself and reach my full potential and inspire others to then do the same. And so I'm going to embrace this fear and it's going, because it's going to bring me closer to the next version of me. So that's kind of like what I kind of run through. Instead of trying to push away that fear, actually embrace it and hold on to it and go, this is a sign that I'm actually moving forward in the direction that I want for my life. Um, so then the the last step, I guess, would be that after I've consciously chosen um, to take the step and that I'm kind of like moving through those feelings of fear is to then choose to trust myself. So this this kind of overlaps what we were talking about before is that um, that trust is built on, um, I would define it as like, it's like your belief that you can handle anything that comes your way after you take a step into the unknown. Um, And the way that I personally kind of cultivate and foster this trust is like through, yeah, building a track record, like continuing to step out into courage. But I actually... Um, and very like intentional about it these days. I used to just think about it and reflect on it. But sometimes your brain can um, play tricks on you and memory can change. And so I actually like to record in what I call my evolution journal, um, where I write my reflections and my decisions and actions um, in the past, um, which then caused a lot of fear. And then make sure that I write what happened on the other side and what I learned and how I'm a different person. 
And then whenever these feelings of fear come up, I do actually go back to that journal and read through that previous track record. And that kind of gives me that extra um, motivation and encouragement to go ahead and take the next step. Thank you for sharing that. That idea of an evolution journal is so powerful because I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, Trudy's so inspiring. You know, has she always been like this? Has she always been so passionate about the evolution of herself and unlocking her potential and being the best version of herself? And then I think also about the amount of young people that we serve. And I'm also in a privileged position where sometimes um, I can be seen as the work that I do with the young people we serve to be seen as inspirational. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people forget that that hasn't always been the way that we've been, that we've kind of, you know, trained ourselves to do things. We put in the hard work to be there. And so I just wanted to get that little piece from you, you know, I've just been thinking about a lot. I haven't always been as confident as I am. And I'm not, you know, some days I have low confidence days or some days I need those reminders of you've done this before, Belle, and you can do it again. Could you share a little bit about a moment for you that, you know, is this reminder that you haven't always been this person or something that you were in the past that helped you to get to where you are or a moment in time where you you started to have some of these realisations? Yeah, no, I love that you shared that about um, how, yes, people sometimes making comments um, say, oh, yeah, you're very inspirational. And they speak as if it's just something that I was born with. But I definitely was not born (laughs) (laughs) with a lot of the um, traits that people now comment on and say, wow, like, um, you know, and and comment on like in a in a positive way. I would say that everything can be learned. Um, So I really believe in like the the Carol Dweck like talks about the growth versus fixed mindset. And I believe that um, in the growth mindset that every single, um, that you can improve your abilities in every single realm in your life. Um, And it's something that can be worked on. And I certainly have seen that in, yeah, if I reflect back on my journey, I haven't always felt um, this kind of uh, like trust in myself to then go out and venture into the unknown um, because, yeah, because I think it's it's about building up that track record and that almost like relationship with yourself. Um, and so instead of looking to external sources um, and looking at paths that have already been tread, um, like looking about trusting in yourself and your ability to form your own path and trusting that who you are as a person and what you know and what you have seen is just as valuable as what someone else may, um, someone else who has kind of like gone before you has seen. Um, And that's where I really enjoy talking to young people because I think that age shouldn't be a barrier or a limiting belief that people put in themselves that because they don't have as much life experience or they're not as older or wiser as older people, that that means that they don't have value to give. I think that is a thought error that young people have extreme potential to be able to give um, with their unique experiences. Um, Yeah, so I, yeah, I strongly agree with you. I think that it's really important to share about these experiences to people and make them realise that um, you might be looking at someone's end, end goal and then comparing it to your starting of your journey and thinking, oh, I'll never be able to reach that. But, you know, when I was the same age as some of the people we were talking to at Altitude Day, you know, I was probably in the same position as them, feeling uncertainty, doubt, not sure if I 
was would had the confidence to be able to step out and do the things that I'm doing now. But it's just about taking those steps forward and um, building that trust in yourself and knowing that it's okay to have fear and uncertainty because that's actually your brain doing its job and that yeah. even people like myself still feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll continue to feel that because it's just about continuing to evolve and building that creating that comfort zone so it makes makes it even wider and wider over time yeah totally and speaking of that evolve when was a moment um, that you had an act of courage this year can you not only tell us about it but perhaps describe its impact because that's a little piece for me that I think is so powerful when you see someone stepping out in courage it does so much for us, but it also does so much for others as well. So have you got an example of a moment you've stepped out in courage in the past year? Oh, um, like it's it's probably hard to pick like one moment um, because, I mean, there's I can been think so of many. many. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of instances like this year where um, I've, been, I've continued to speak up and advocate for the patients I look after as a specialist in special needs industry. So I was talking about... Um, people living with a disability that's probably been my focus this year talking about um, people with disability and inclusion for them in broader society through oral health care mm. so I've been a courageous step is that um, venturing outside of just talking about their oral health care needs I've also been speaking up more recently against discrimination and prejudice against people with disability through the concept of ableism, you know, and being a voice for my patients who can't speak up for themselves because I am on that mission to build a more inclusive society which accepts the diversity of humankind and recognises the intrinsic worth of every person and the fact that because every person has intrinsic worth, they have a right to access to, yeah, to, to live their life to their full potential, regardless of their age, race, gender, or if they have a disability. Um, they have the right to not be held back by inaccessible environments and people's negative attitudes or perceptions or yeah, okay. limiting beliefs of what they can and can't do. So that's something that took a bit of courage because it's about stepping out of, I guess, my area of expertise of just talking about oral health care, but talking about this broader um, kind of perspective that I have. Um, and the impact that I noticed on others is that um, like what I've learned from my style of leadership is that the most powerful way to influence people is actually to lead by example. So by me kind of stepping out in courage and leading by example, I've noticed that that's, had an, that's caused others to then speak up about the same issues that I'm speaking up about. Um, so people in oral health care circles talking and starting this conversation. Um, and so that's what's been really exciting about this is that is cause other people to then have the courage to speak up and then have their voices heard and then kind of join this revolution for inclusion. Oh, I love those words, a revolution for inclusion. That's um, <laughs> that's powerful. I love, yeah, that's so powerful. And it, you're so right, you know, if as a leader, when we do act with courage, it kind of gives, it gives permission for others to do the same. Mm, and yeah. I circling back to what you were saying at the start we're also on the same page where we don't believe that leadership is about a badge title or position it's about that influence that you have on the people around you so mm -hmm. those acts of courage you know we would hope that most of the time that they're positive but even if they're if they are negative they're also giving permission for people to do the same 
as well. That's why yeah. it's so important to ensure that our intention is is good and that intention is going to make the world a better place. And that intention is about these courageous acts of allowing other people to, you know, step up. And when you're talking about inclusion and sharing thoughts on discrimination, it's a it's a very important topic at the moment. And it's one that mm. we need more compassionate voices and understanding voices to share um, like yours. So thank you for doing that work. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, yeah, I think that it's really important to speak up because um, the thing is that's how you make people's struggles like that may be not visible or not known, more visible. Um, so a lot of my patients, they struggle and, and some of them can't physically speak up because they might have a condition that caused them to not communicate verbally. And so I think that's where I feel a responsibility to then be able to lend my voice to them. And so if I can see that they are having these struggles and they're invisible because they can't use verbal communication to communicate it, then it's my job to kind of step into that role and do that for them. You speak with such passion and it's very admirable. So um, what could you say passionately to a young person that wants to step out, encourage, but feels ironically that they have the courage to do so? <laughs> Oh, that they that they don't have the courage to do so. Yeah, like they um, want, they know that they want to. Like there's something inside yeah. them that's telling them to do it, but they just, you know, they're on the fence at the moment. I feel like this probably will. <laughs> I'll probably touch on a lot of the things I've already talked about because it all kind of um, mixes connected. in together. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's important to remember that you are completely worthy of your goals and your dreams and being who you are as a person and I know it can be hard because there are times where we may feel like we're not worthy because we don't meet the expectations of what people around us are telling us or what the media is telling us or the expectations that we might hold on ourselves um, but what it boils down to and this is what I really strongly believe and why I believe in inclusion is that the fact that you are a human being who has a spark of breath and life in you, that means that you have worth and nothing can take that worthiness away. This worthiness can't be created or destroyed. Um, it can really only be remembered or forgotten or recognized or not recognized. So remember that you are worthy and who you are matters and what you say matters what you do matters and what you can give to the world is completely unique and it's necessary because there's no other person on the planet who has the exact same lived experience as you do no other person has the exact same experiences and memories conversations feelings and moments that make you who you are as a person so lead the way courageously with your unique experience and perspective and speak up. Be Don't be afraid to be visible and to be uncomfortable, um, to be a little bit different um, or to, you know, change direction or feel like you want to jump before you feel ready. Um, take your own steps and not someone else's and make sure that you celebrate it every time that you do show up with courage. I just can't wait to share this message with everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Last question is this. You're never alone when you step out in courage. 
although often it can certainly feel like you are. And we know that support structure is important through our whole lives, but in particular when we're doing something that's outside our comfort zone and it can be quite courageous. Uh, can you share a little bit about who or what is involved in your support structure? Yeah, this is a really good question um, because when I I feel like when people think of support structure, the most common answer that comes to mind is, oh, family and friends and people that are physically there for you and with you. Um, but I think that support structures can be so much more robust than just that. Um, I, I actually like to describe it as thinking of having two branches, like internal and external sources. And then within these sources, there are like your physical and non-physical supports. So for, for external physical supports, that includes people that you know, um, like your family and friends and people that you've met, who you've connected with and are on the same mission, like, for example, your colleagues or, in my case, fellow inclusion advocates. Um, but support can also come from people that you haven't met, such as leaders and people that have come before you and, as I said, like laid the path that you now tread, people that you've heard or read about um, who have inspired you through their stories or there may be people that are no longer physically here with you that still provide support. So for me, like one of my primary supports is my grandma. Even though she has passed away and she's no longer physically here, she still supports me and she still inspires me day after day through me remembering her courage and her strength that she had through her cancer journey. And so she is still very much an integral part of my support system. So I think if you were to sit down and then list out all the other non-physical supports that you have outside the friends and family and colleague circle that you know, but then also include in there the people that you haven't met but that have inspired you, the stories of others who are on a similar journey or the memories of people from your past who may no longer be physically here but are still spiritually with you and mentally with you as long as you remember them, then, you know, that will probably greatly expand the amount of external supports that you can draw on for encouragement the next time that you're starting to feel a bit more alone. So that's like the external support side of things. But the I think it's really important to also form strong internal support structures too. So this is what comes back to having clarity around your why and your reasons for taking actions. Really knowing your values, not someone else's, but yours, the things that are important to you, your beliefs, and having a clear vision for who you want to be and the type of value and impact that you want to create. And this will form a really strong foundation for having that mental fortitude to persist through the challenges that will come your way and to continue to be courageous and reach your full potential, knowing that you're a unique human who has something that only you can give to the world. So, you know, to just be brave and be bold and be heard. Oh, I just felt like my support structure was growing and growing and growing with those words. Thank you. And I think also on top of that, as you're saying, the internal and the external, you know, the internal can be little things like taking a deep breath or writing a list of pros and cons yes. or, you know, those sorts of tangible Reading things. Reading through your evolution journal. Exactly. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, Dr. Trudeline, it's been such a privilege. I feel very blessed to have shared in your time. And as I said before, I can't wait to get this recording out there so that 
as many people as possible can listen to it and uh, feel inspired by your wise words, but also take away some really tangible tips by you. Final thing, is there anything that we can do to help you on your mission to create a more inclusive society? Yeah, absolutely. So as the theme that I've said a lot of times today um, is to speak up, you know, speak about your lived experience where you may see that people are not being um, included because of some external factor in society. Um, speak, share the lived experience of people that you know that may be living with a disability. And, you know, a really simple practical way is that if you see um, a post of someone sharing something, then share that on social media. Um, try to help create a more inclusive society where every person can have equal access to living to their full potential. And on that note, let's close. Thank you so much. This is Stepping Out in Courage with Dr. Trudy Lynn. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Stepping Out in Courage. If you want to connect with Trudy at one of our speaking events or ask a question through our socials, head to the description of this episode. If you would like to listen to one of our previous episodes or make sure you don't miss out on one in the future, head to our profile and make sure you give it a follow.